0: Happy Halloween. It's
1: an absurd holiday.
0: Oh yes, putting on costumes and striking fear. Quite absurd. All it
1: takes is one bad day. You've eaten Gotham's wealth. It's spirit. But your feast is nearly over. This is not a hole. It's an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe.
0: Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on the link for the Bat Pod Network for a whole list of other bat related shows that also dive into some other nerdy subjects that we all love to talk about in our free time. And if you like what's going on with the Batman Book Club and you'd like to support it, you can go to slash the Batman BC and help. Support the show, which would be very much appreciated. Now, this is the second episode of the Spooky Batman Month. This is also episode number 79, where we're spending the entire month of October in the spooky season looking at spooky Batman stories. And with me, this uh, is a familiar voice, but not usually in the middle of the month. Uh, He is a third of... The Italians for Spidey Coalition. He is also one half of the dynamic duo on Straight Out of Gotham. It's Mister Peter R. Vera. Pete, welcome back.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to dive into Batman One Fourteen and uh, really just break that down with you, as always. Just really exciting month of bat books uh, from everything from Puzzle Box to uh, the Adventures Continues, and you know, just wait, it's wait, 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 be Pete. Great-
0: Pete. Pete. No, this isn't this isn't the Batman in October. You're actually on for a normal episode. Okay, I got to read this story. You got to pause this. Okay, we're going to pause. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, welcome back <laughs> to the show, <laughs> <laughs> Pete. <laughs> yeah, how does it feel that you that there wasn't a ton of homework for this episode for you? You mean I just had to read one story? One story, that was it. Wow, this is Yeah. This is what everyone else feels like. There's no
1: homework. <laughs> is it kind of boring? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a from relief? From <laughs> Professor Lauer. I want you to write a thesis on the Dark Knight in the month of uh, October, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, please. Actually, a thesis on the, the long Halloween, okay? And how the villains are a reflection of Batman himself. But this time you have to read it backwards. <laughs> read it back- <laughs> Read it like it's manga, okay? You yeah. got to go right to left, back to front. Do mm-hmm. it, Pete. Uh, okay, here we go. Yes, but thanks for thanks for coming back to do this. This on the now we can say annual a spooky October with the Bat Boys on the Batman book club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who else is who else has done this? Well, last year it was uh the sheriff himself, Ryan Haas, mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Grev, Minnesota's mm-hmm. finest and Justin Kowalski. Oh, okay, um, okay. Right. So far we'll now, them. yeah. You're episode number 2 this month. The second episode this month, Hoss last week, did Night of the Reaper with your boy, Neil Adams. Oh, God. Beautifully illustrated book. <laughs> oh, God. That, that almost doesn't sound good. Like, oh, God. No, it's just like, oh, Neil, I love you. Hey, looking up There's that stuff, Neil Adams is 80 years old. God bless him. Protect that man. At all costs, yeah. protect that I man. I hope to God he's <laughs> at New York Comic
1: Con because <laughs> I didn't go, so I don't want Neil to be there either. <laughs>
0: Stay away, guess- Neil. Just put. Just wait a year, okay? Come on. Yeah, just
1: wait a year till I'm back. You Hopefully, by then, the world will be back to normal, as we yeah. keep saying every year. <laughs> it's yeah. last
0: year. So, with this, so last year, the story you chose was Madness, which is the second of the three Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween specials mm-hmm. from the dynamic team of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale.
1: Big fans. And they're of-
0: also collected in the Batman Haunted Night collection. Mm-hmm. In which mm-hmm. you just kind of said, "Hey, you've got your three years covered because the Haunted Night book is yours." So this yeah. time around, we went to the first Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween special, Fears. <laughs> it was released in 1993. It was originally called Choices, but
1: oh, oh that I even, know.
0: I didn't, e- I didn't either. And as I did more and more research of of this i think it was originally called choices and i don't know why in the collected haunted night story it became fierce it had a physical release it was collected in trade paperback in 1996 newer version trade paperback as well as i have a absolute. first printing i should check that out you do of the issue yeah. or the trade yeah of the halloween special okay nice yeah you should look that up go through yeah, the, go through all them that's, long
1: by trades though so i don't have to look at them anymore i'm like oh exactly. good. i have a reader's copy you stay in the bag and board where you belong.
0: They also released it in an absolute edition, and P. I remember a year ago we discussed getting an absolute edition for you of this haunted night, and I don't think mm-hmm. you've done it yet.
1: No, I actually bought an. I went kind of crazy for the killing joke. I bought an absolute killing joke. That's true. Okay, and uh, yeah, so I did absolute killing joke because, like you know, so was, for you long Halloween uh forever's mm-hmm. dark Knight returns for me the killing joke you know i bought the uh what's it called the noir or was it? Mm-hmm. i don't know what the, noir, one, but the yeah. black and white version of the killing joke as well as the absolute edition so that's what i was that that reached a priority but um yeah i gotta i get my hands on that because uh i have the long halloween as you all know and uh i, I don't know if dark victory has one but if it does i'd like to it does
0: good luck
1: that it's thing's been fun. out of
0: print for a while and yeah that that sucker
1: it's you're really spending expensive.
0: hundreds starting bids on ebay all right i'll just have so, to rob somebody okay um i'll just find somebody's house i'll just break in you don't know my address <laughs> i'm not going to your house okay thank you traveling all that way well then i don't care go <laughs> go wherever you want
1: if there's anything uh, i'm stealing from your house is that giant yellow oval you got from the carnival the other not too long ago <laughs> that's the, <laughs> if you walk in and that thing's missing you know i stole it <laughs>
0: damn it peter vera's been here <laughs> um. so yeah with all these collections and stuff I can see it but why don't you tell everybody listening which version did you read did you uh grab to read uh, this I, got, episode?
1: I got the trade paperback that was printed I don't know when it was printed but it's got the orange cover yes um, it's got the old DC bullet logo so it's pretty old uh, it's that's two it logos ago. Like
0: 2002 or 2003 it's when they it re- sounds about right I'm trying to released that long Halloween and dark victory I think about the same time
1: yeah, and that's the- what I, I purchased on one, two, three. When does it say it was published? I don't see it anywhere.
0: Okay. I've seen, yeah. uh, or as I've said on this show before too, Haunted Night was the third of those three collections that I got, but it was about in 2002. Mm-hmm. When or no, it was two thousand three. That's right. It was two thousand three when I got it. When I got the long Halloween for the first time, that's when I also saw Dark Victory and Haunted Night, and I this got all of the them about the printing. same time. It's the fifth printing. Oh my god! That's what it
1: says in the book. Fifth printing.
0: Oh, uh, Pete, do you remember the first time that you read Fears? Ah, uh, the first time I read Fears. Uh
1: I don't remember. When I read it, but I do remember I was reading, I was like, wow, this is, I, I bought, I bought them collected and then I went back and I bought the first printing later on. So, uh, I, I probably read it. I want to say in the two thousands when I probably purchased the trade, that's probably, that's probably my guess is probably when I first read it. I definitely read long Halloween and dark v- victory first.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's how i can always tell that i i do love the lobe and Sale stories so much because they are definitely the ones you know not from the the recent single issues of stories or uh or anything but they're the collections that i can firmly remember when i read them for the first time and haunted night the trade that you have in your hands that's the one that i had and so yeah in the winter of 2003 i think i I think I bought The Long Halloween and Dark Victory because I was you know, in high school making minimum wage. Yeah, you got your so first job. Oh, I yeah, didn't have money.
1: <laughs> we're about the same age. So yeah, as soon as you got your work in papers, at least that's how it is in New Jersey. I don't know how it is in New York. I mean, uh, Indiana. Um, you get your work in papers. You start working. and I started writing comic books, early collected editions.
0: Whenever, Yeah, the collected editions, which you, know, it was, you had to save up to go spend $20 on a collected edition back then. You know, yeah, uh,
1: I, I think at that time it was like you'd probably make it like 8, $8. ninety nine an hour, seven fits only that. Oh, one. you were?
0: Psh. As, Psh. Yeah, Not I mean, in Indiana. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, when I was, yeah, when I first started working, I was probably, I, I didn't start making $10 an hour until I was probably lifeguarding, maybe like two years later. Lifeguard? Does Aquaman yeah. know this? Uh, I don't know. The other, he, last night he claimed I wasn't a hockey fan, so I don't know what he knows.
0: <laughs> That's how you two met, uh, yeah, both in the ocean attempting to sit yeah in the ocean, uh, but no, I remember the the winter of two thousand and three I received because I bought Long Halloween and then I was able to buy Dark Victory, and then it was gift time that winter, and I received Haunted Night as a gift, and mm-hmm. i I read it right away. That was the trade that I read constantly like every single year up until this absolute edition came out a couple of years ago, which I had to buy that right away. And this has been my, my version of reading. Was that
1: pricey? The absolute? I imagine no, it's it gonna be the cheapest one.
0: It, yeah, it was. I think the Oh, us hang on, Pete. Let's I see think the, the, the Cover was like fifty? The cover price says a hundred. Uh but if you you know so I, just, I think Oh no, I bought it from a, a comic shop that always had discounts. And so I think this is like fifty. I think it Good was stuff. like fifty fifty dollars for this and yeah what a steal but Mm -hmm. this is my preferred way of reading it now always uh now i we probably already talked about this or already said this now but why did you choose fears for this episode uh
1: it goes with the whole ryan lauer motif lobe sale long (laughs) halloween it just it's just fitting um you know it's not my favorite in the book obviously the the mad hatter one is my favorite yeah uh, story in the book but it, you know it's just it, to me it's just classic uh mm-hmm. and it's it's a very interesting take on scarecrow i think it's unlike any other scarecrow book you will ever read uh i don't know if we've ever seen this nursery rhyme scarecrow since really to be honest with you it's it's a very unique version um and just you know mentality and what he almost almost in line with mad hatter to be honest with you
0: yeah, which is why I think you know Loeb, maybe Loeb and Sale together. They realized how much in common there. This version, the Scarecrow, and then the following year when they did Madness, uh, how much Mad Hatter and Scarecrow had in common. And the Long Halloween when you see them like together, it it the two make sense. These versions of yeah. those two characters totally make sense, and that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite chapters of of that uh of that book but for this one i love so archie goodwin so there's a, definitely a story it's written in an intro that jeff Loeb has said and it's been reprinted in like every collection of the long halloween the archie goodwin had said that he always loved what jeff Loeb and tim sale did with gangsters and Loeb would always say we didn't do anything with gangsters i love to go serious? back I love to go like up to that point for the long Halloween. Yeah, he said that like we didn't do anything with gangsters, but I think you open like the opening scene basically of fears. Yeah, Batman breaks takes into out three gangsters. Yeah, he t- he takes out a, a table full of gangsters, and yeah. that's what I always come back to thinking of whenever you know I do my usual monthly reread of the long Halloween. And I always read that story about Archie Goodman weekly and- reread <laughs> liar. Okay, I was trying to be modest but that's that's what i come come out to and Mm -hmm. that really stands out to me because that has such a great feel of like the animated series you know
1: it there's a little timeless
0: quality of that opening
1: and begins begins as it was a lot with gangsters
0: yeah and I, i just i love that that look and i i just always come back to this when i when I read 892, the Joker's basically a gangster. Yeah, the way that they're dressed too, with their mm-hmm. uh what, fedoras and and all that, they're mm-hmm. nice suits. Like, yeah, criminals knew how to do it back in the day. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, they if were you're to steal all that money, you got to spend it on stuff to look good. Not going to look so, like a scrub. So you said right away, I mean, we don't have to break down page by page, obviously, but this it's a scarecrow story. Scarecrow, Batman, and Halloween just feels. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's something that we have endless amounts of material for. And we actually don't. And you said with the the nursery rhymes, it's a version of Scarecrow that that we haven't seen yet. And I agree. So I know that, you know, if we can feel like we just got Scarecrow in live action with the Dark Knight trilogy, because he was present in all three of those movies, but I'm to me a little bit, it's like, I, Scarecrow to me is like the Riddler. I I can never get enough. And I don't feel like we get enough of their kind of stories. And I think think that's why I think Scarecrow is very underutilized,
1: even though, again, like you said, Batman begins, he was in all three movies in the Nolan trilogy. And he's, he's a center point in Titans right now. So he's, he's Mm -hmm. kind of enjoyed a little bit of a resurgence as of late, but I, I I still think he's one of the more underrated bat villains. And I think a lot of people, uh, I think just, (laughs) I think it's just the Scarecrow. You know, I, I feel like I don't think people are scared of Scarecrows anymore, to be honest with you. I feel it's weird because, yeah, I feel like people think of Scarecrow, they think of the Wizard of Oz. You know, I don't think people are, no, I'll be really honest, you know, like that, that kind of cowardly type thing, you know, like I don't think that Jonathan Crane is the Scarecrow that people think of when they think of Scarecrows, and I, I think he's fighting a little bit of an uphill battle, but um, I think the recent content that we've gotten with Jonathan Crane has been nothing short of spectacular.
0: Yeah, especially his versions and the, the animated adaptation of the Long Halloween. The Even way that, in that part uh, two horrible
1: show I don't speak of. They uh, they did a, a decent job. Did a decent job. Scarecrow. Okay, good.
0: Originally, originally, got, like
1: everything else in that show, it got worse as it got on. But in the beginning, he was actually kind of the uh, initial
0: Scarecrow was a good Scarecrow. But the Long yeah. Halloween part two had like a, such a great. You know, I'm like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the scarecrow that I want. And Batman has his freak out moment and everything in the gas. And it's like, that's yeah. such classic scarecrow, what he's always done. But I think you can, you can keep utilizing that, keep coming back to that. And Loeb here in fears does, like, he just does a great job getting, we don't, there's no Jonathan Crane in this. It's scarecrow is decked out in full scarecrow gear, mm-hmm. the the entire story. And I actually really like that. If we're not getting. Yeah. Uh, and unmasking because I mean this is essentially what like sixty five pages sixty five to Something eighty like somewhere in between there, uh, yeah. And it's just I mean he gets to it. It's Scarecrow. We we know really really early on what his motivations are. Of he's uh, taken out taken power out of different sections of Gotham, and then he's mm-hmm. going causing a little bit of panic. And then he's ransoming for, for money. I mean, it's kind of that simple. He, and I love how we get, we get a Batman scarecrow confrontation right at the beginning. And then scarecrow, it's like, he's being trans transported and he breaks free. And then we get a scarecrow Batman confrontation at the end. So I love how, you know, we get multiple confrontations between the, the hero and the villain in the story. And it's a short story and it's, I don't know. It, it feels like a. The story almost feels bigger than it really is. I think.
1: Um, it does. It does. Well, I just think that's the 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 talent of Loeb. Uh, you know, he can make something short seem like it's something long. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, what is interesting about this story is is the side villain in uh Jillian Maxwell. I believe yeah. that's her name. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, there's just something off about her. She's always seems to be she just appears in the house randomly. She's always in the right place at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's interesting how the adventures of Batman can cloud the judgment of Bruce Wayne in his personal life. Right. Like mm-hmm. because of the fear toxin, because of the thorns and the maze and everything. And now, you know, Batman is kind of, you know, uh, tainted with this, uh, joker uh, Joker toxin, this, uh, scare, <laughs> scarecrow toxin or whatever it's called it's affecting his thinking. He's not seeing clear. He's, he's afraid. You could tell that he's afraid of being alone. He's afraid of losing family. And this woman appears in his life and she seems to be the cure all for that. And it seems like, you know, and like I said earlier, the, the scarecrow toxin or gas is clouding his judgment. And he's not, Mm -hmm. seeing. and Alfred says it in the, in the book, you know, you know uh, this wasn't on Batman. This was on Bruce Wayne. Like Bruce Wayne was the one who got tricked here, not Batman. And it, Alfred, as always, is a wonderful, uh, just voice of reason throughout yes. the, throughout the story. Just, just everything he says uh, <laughs> it's great. I love it when uh, you know they're talking and Bruce is talking about possibly going to sleep, and then he goes in the cave. <laughs> and then Alfred's like, "Oh, good show, sir. I thought you used a, a good moment of judgment there, or something like yeah. that." And it's just, <laughs> like, it's just that dry English wit, and uh, I I really appreciate Alfred a lot in the story because, yeah. let's be honest. Bruce probably would have, Bruce probably would have died if it wasn't for Alfred, right? Like Alfred was the one who solved that case in the story.
0: Yeah. yeah and he would have died from the, the fear toxin. And then on top of well, that, I think she
1: would have killed him because I think he's, uh, I think Maxwell would have killed Bruce Wayne that too, because of the toxin, uh, because his judgment is just cloud. And you could see it throughout the story, even as Batman, like when he's fighting, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Billy from 48 hours and he stabs him. You know, that doesn't happen (laughs) to Batman, right? Like he doesn't get stabbed by a petty uh, uh, convenience store thug, you know, who's committing a robbery. So you could see the toxin taking its effect uh, throughout uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne's just uh, day. So,
0: well, and then when he comes back, when he comes back, it drives and he gets in the Batmobile and. uh...
1: Which is a great Batmobile. Tim Seldon, a wonderful. That's a fun
0: Batmobile. He comes in, into the cave. That's what I mean. Of like, that's where Alfred saves him because he opens up the the yeah. top of the Batmobile and he's just sitting there. So yeah. Alfred saves him there. But then, yeah, like you said, with Jillian Maxwell, who we Alfred discovers what she's up to. In which Bruce, so people like to make, like to say that you know Vicky's a a stage one clinger from Batman eighty nine. Well, Bruce dances with this chick and then basically tells Alfred there's something special about this one, Alfred, and wants to plan a vacation. It's like, dude, you just danced with her. uh, uh, Okay
1: He's he's a man with a a broken heart That needs to be mended my friend There's a void there There's a void of love in uh, in Bruce Wayne's heart And uh, it's something that He himself keeps locked Away for the protection of others now so it's it is impressive that Miss Maxwell, after one dance, can break down barriers. She got him. But then again, she's like, "What's her name?" From Adam's Family Values. She just she's got the natural yeah, right.
0: Good pull. Well <laughs> done. Um,
1: Halloween reference, right? I
0: can't remember her name, but I know uh, Joan. The Cusack. blonde
1: chick. I forget what her <laughs> name is. She's in a Joan bunch Cusack. of movies.
0: She's after Uncle Fester. Uh,
1: Who knew Christopher Lloyd was such a Mac? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's the bald head. That's what, yeah, that's what that's really, what really that's what really does it for him. Works uh, for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I think so. It's not. It might be like a stretch, but I did think about this a little bit and how the we know that Nolan and company pulled from Loeb and Sale from the Long Halloween. Uh, but I oh I, yeah things things made me think with this is one and how Alfred confronts Bruce with the truth and is like mm-hmm. I'll go pack my bags. He's ready to like, I'm confronting you with the truth, but I'm going to leave. If you want to find me, I understand that, that screams a little dark Knight rises to me. Uh,
1: yeah. I always, I always thought that that was a, a no man's land thing. Cause I know I was okay. gonna quit after no man's land, but again, like you said, they, they pulled um, you know, Dr. Crane's not here right now, right from this book, yes. like that line. So to that say a- that, to say that Mr. Goyer did not read this book, his uh, would be a blatant lie. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that was I was trying to remember. I'm like, there's three things. There's that part, then what you just said, that was the the other. But then when he's got the when he's got the guy upside down and he says, Tell yeah. me where Dr. Crane is, that you're makes the, me think of Flass. Begins. Yep. Yeah. That made me yep. think of Flash right away. And mm-hmm. you know what, there's there's tons of stories where Batman's got crooks upside down interrogating and stuff. I know. But it's just because well, I read this so much and that's just what I thought of right away with Now this movies. is a
1: total stretch here. Okay. But Page 39 reminds me of the penguin affair. Uh, you know, when he's like ah, bats. mine aren't are numbered no, in there, absolutely. Crows. Oh, they're not? Okay, so it's 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 when he sees the when you know when the the bats, like the crows are flying in. It, just, uh, it, it brings me back, like it's a total stretch. Like there's no way like Loeb was like, I'm gonna reference Tim. We're gonna reference affair. the penguin <laughs> Affair. <laughs> but just as me as as the bat fan that I am, like it, it brings back memories. Like he just gives me vibes. There you go. You know, like you, the, the crows attacking Batman. He's stumbling. He's falling, you know, in the penguin affair, they knock him off the road here. They knock him off the building. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it just brings me back.
0: All right. Okay. Hey, so, whatever works as long as it's yeah. Batman, <laughs> everybody read more Batman comics. And um, the Hulk. And the <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about Jillian Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a good, a good quick threat for Batman. I love the Halloween party. There's uh, a lot of great costumes
1: mm-hmm. in there. You got Snow White. You've got a, a member, which I believe of the L.A. Rams at that time. The L.A. Rams, stores. yes. the Hobbs LA.
0: Hobbs is on yep. the back. I think. I think the Tin Man's there. Um, he, yep, front and center. And then you got Captain Hook and Peter Pan. You've got a uh, a really cheap version of Waldo. Yes. Uh, the three just looks like three uh, escaped um convicts dracula um they milk and weird cheese, version of the
1: flash bozo
0: <laughs> bozo's in okay. the top right mm-hmm. um i don't know who this okay so there's let's see a little a down mummies. a little down and to the right of bruce coming in the doorway is a silver-headed dude with a big honking nose do you know what yeah, me, i do familiar, like, know i, I, it know Europe, but I never fun. know i thought it was a character but i couldn't I I, I always
1: want to say that that tiger's Chester Cheeto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, in your world, it can be.
1: Yeah. I also also love the games that Bruce Wayne and Batman play with Gordon throughout the book where, like, Gordon invites him to the costume party. Yes. And then he's like, the wife's got to be there. And Batman acts like he doesn't know Gordon doesn't have a wife. I'm like... First of all, you're Batman. You know he has a wife. Like, don't (laughs) you know everything about everyone in the city? And you're gonna play dumb now. But then later on, you see Bruce asking Gordon, "Is Barbara having a good time?" Yeah. It's it's just, and that goes along, and you hear him talk about it, like the disguise of Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. I and he mentions it himself. He's like, you know, people tell me things, but they don't tell me things that I don't already know. But it keeps me in the loop. Yeah you know, and it's it, that's an aspect of uh, Bruce Wayne that I love how essentially he's the mask you mm-hmm. know that public figure who does some of uh, batman's dirty work you know he can go places batman can't go he can do things batman can't do you know in the daylight and uh, I I think that this story does a great job of teasing that a little bit
0: yeah and, and Loeb builds so first of all that exchange with gordon is slightly uncomfortable uh, in that regard of Gordon's trying. And then as he even says on that last minute, like this last thing, and last time I tried something like that again, I, I love how Loeb is definitely without just beating us over the head with it and throwing it in our face, you know, displaying this is early Batman. This isn't Batman beginning, but, but him and Gordon are still, this is post year one. But it's almost ends up feeling definitely like these three stories in the Haunted Night collection are a great build up to the Long Halloween. That these three stories could yeah. happen before the Long Halloween and making it more feel, beginning Batman. Well,
1: you and I love the the more extended Bat family. I feel like this is more up our alley. You
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: like we we love Robin, we love Nightwing, we love all those guys. Yeah, you know, like,
0: we love Barbara it, Gordon.
1: Yeah, back whatever Batgirl you want to give me, uh, Barbara, Cass, or or Steph, like I'm mm-hmm. all for it. I, I'm I got I'm got no gripes again, against it. But I, I feel like you and I, um, we we definitely like our prime solo early on Batman. You know, like that's yeah. really kind of what gets us going. Yeah, and it, I think I'm with you. I want to say this is like at least within the first what three years of him Batmaning.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's got to be. Maybe because we're year one Gordon and Batman are now at the end of that. So because he's I not going to be a still Lieutenant, they called him in the story. Right. I think so. Yeah. So I just feel like, maybe this is somewhere around the year and a half mark. Yeah. This I think is that's where, just where I place likely. this. Uh, it's not necessarily a big deal. Cause like I said, you can just say it's towards the earlier, earlier Batman career, but I, mm-hmm. I do love the fact and how, yeah, you know, he's he's still a work in progress because, like you said, he got he got sliced yeah. across the chest. He gets attacked by crows, and he he can't fight off the fear toxin. He wasn't well. He 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 didn't fully because Scarecrow got inventive because there at the beginning, which in a sequence that I do like, where Batman puts his cape up as Scarecrow throws the you know throws the which the gas pellets, the new toxin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Batman's prepared for that. So I love that Scarecrow even does like a boo and then Batman's still just there. And Scarecrow's like, oh hell. Um yeah. so Batman's prepared for it, but then like I said, Scarecrow gets inventive and uses the crows at it into where then we, yeah. you know, before the hero's victorious, he's gotta, you know, he's gotta lose. And that just yeah. makes it a, a better to be honest, I feel like trajectory. he loses at least three
1: times before he wins the final confrontation. Like, you know, I feel like Scarecrow gets really the best of him until the very end of the book. Mm. Okay. Do you, uh, quick question: A When you're looking at the the full uh, the full splash page of the maze, do you ever try to find your way out of the maze? Like, do you every ever, time? I, I every, every time, time, man, I love it. <laughs> every time, man, I'm sitting here like it's on like on the on the newspaper, and I'm, <laughs> I got my <laughs> finger, and I'm trying to figure out but it's like the crows create enough of an obstru- uh, obstruction where it's like, you can kind of create your own way each mm-hmm. at a, a different time, you know? Cause you're like, Oh, well let's pretend this way is blocked right now. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And I, it, it, and I, I, like that because the, the, it's an interesting, and that seems really interesting to me because I think it's, in, I think it's genius on the scarecrows part to poison the hedges. Mm-hmm. Therefore Batman, yeah. you know, he essentially, he gets lost. And his only way out is, as he says in the book, over the top. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, poisoning. He's hurting himself to free himself. And I, I'm like, man, that is just that's just excellent villainry right there. Like I, I'm like that is awesome. Like I, I give the Scarecrow uh, and Mr. Loeb just tons of credit because I think
0: that is just genius. Yeah, and before you even get to that splash page, it's great illustration from Sale, and as you see the sides cutting Batman's arm. And it's like, mm-hmm. we, we just get, we zero in closer and closer in those panels of, we see Batman yelling, scarecrow next panel. He's closer. His arms rubbing against the side, even closer. Mm-hmm. Now it's just the arm. Even closer. It's just the thorns with blood, his blood dripping to where we're getting the, you know, we're getting the point and we don't even have to read at the bottom of that panel where Loeb has poison. It's like, we're, we're that's understanding vibes of
1: the shining another, uh, Halloween yeah. classic horror movie.
0: There you go, busting them all out, P. Well done. And then, yeah, the then you turn the page, and it's just Batman's totally defeated, hands grinding up against the south, the wall there with the thorns. And I'm like, that's a good, uh, as much as we love our hero, like that's just a good image to show, hey, he's in trouble. Uh-oh.
1: Meanwhile, on the next page, Alfred is in the beginning of his own personal uh, investigation.
0: God bless him. Right? Like, Man- <laughs> It's
1: crazy how this woman is just able to enter Wayne Manor
0: yeah <laughs> like she it, shows up there nuts. in the morning and in, in bed which always made me wonder as batman did goes she see the, the costume stairs. on the stairs yes yeah exactly yes. uh and then yeah or was she, she just did. there waiting vicky waiting jillian waiting i well, maybe yeah, she, I don't she never left because you know
1: alfred says the party's been done for <sighs> like an hour she probably didn't leave she's been hiding somewhere she's well uh, you know like i remember when i first read this story i was kind of thinking she was catwoman
0: because mm. i'm like
1: this woman's just lingering around wayne manor she has no sure. I, bruce doesn't know her she's she's in a quote-unquote disguise which is you know like i was like what is she stealing like i, I and i kind of appreciate the deception uh if that's what Loeb was doing because you know as a you know a reader <coughs> of batman like who wouldn't think she was catwoman right like to be yeah. brutally honest yeah um that has used v- various aliases in uh social settings as well
0: Let's see where is it going to go to next? Uh, Maybe I was just going to touch on sale. I think sales art is really good, but you can also tell. Oh, this is earlier. This is earlier sale. It's not refined. Yeah, yeah, but finding his footing in the Batman world. It's still really good. Yeah, he's definitely and his playing in the shadows uh, is really good. His, I, his Alfred in
1: the shadows is great. He's got his. He's so bony, you know, that mm-hmm. that jawline is so distinct with those cheekbones and everything and the eyebrow and the ridges. It's a
0: good Alfred. I think his Batman's good. His Batmobile is fun. His cave, he, he rocks it with the cave. If we get the penny and the, mm. the T-Rex as well as like a nice nod is the, the piece from year one of like his bat wings.
1: Yeah.
0: Is, is also his cave work,
1: I think throughout the book is really good. I think it only be honestly only can be rivaled by uh, Mr. McFarlane. Yeah, I love what sale does with the
0: cape. I'm looking.
1: I mean, you got Batman on, on a gargoyle or whatever that thing is. Yeah. You know, like, There's so many great uh, in front of lightning. There's so many great splash pages of Batman, even the page of uh, the scarecrow on top of the bat signal. Like that's really terrifying. That's, that's really great. And I love what he did with the bat signal, making it look like a jack-o'-lantern. I thought that was genius. Mm-hmm.
0: That was really you cool.
1: And like, you're like (laughs) you don't realize it until he
0: does it and you're like oh that is kind of cool yeah i love i love that his his sale the way that he draws inside of the clock like that Mm -hmm. that's quite a process the right right before he gets slashed across the chest i love and i know that we get this kind of image later on in um like in I think long Halloween but where he smashes mm-hmm. the dude's face into the mm-hmm. into the car I think that's awesome the, the opening the opening scenes with the gangsters where it's just I don't understand why his eyes are red but it's the image itself is still cool they, uh, they had a very interesting little
1: like kind of like Schindler's list moment in the uh <laughs> he used all the references today uh in uh in the flashbacks where the where, where the rose was the only red thing while everything else was black and white i thought that was kind of interesting
0: yeah, just so, as yeah. like an
1: artistic thing
0: the flashback i think is really cool and that's that's really cool to break up the story and instead of going completely linear is you know where bruce and jillian are we see that she's in the in his bedroom and then you turn the page and this is basically like a part two and then it's, yeah. oh, it's nighttime and Batman's on the gargoyle, which again, like you said already, it was an awesome image of we get him in in silhouette and then the lightning strikes and we get a fully colored Batman, which is awesome. But the the flashback of that to me looks, it looks Eastman and Laird early Ninja Turtles when, yeah. they, when they did yeah. black and white, but there's something a little different about the art here. Not extremely different, because you know this is still Tim Sale through and through, but there's just something that's a little just a little different with the art. And I really uh, like sales it.
1: Sales artwork is a little bit more polished than I say Eastman's. Oh, Eastman's yeah. can be sometimes a little rough. Yeah. I get that. That's a style. And I appreciate that for what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh it seems that uh sales artworks are slightly smoother.
0: Yep. Back to what you said about the cape, I think my, it's not even a critique. It's maybe not as loved as most of the other designs. Um, is when I think sale can get pretty, uh, what do you want to say, exaggerative with the cape and how mm-hmm. the there's all of a sudden there's tons of ends that are all go on forever and curl mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, that's not present here. So that's something it's really small, but that's something that I do like in here. I like I like he really emphasizes it's flat out blue and blue and gray with the bat suit. There's no yellow oval. Apologies. Unfortunately,
1: I I don't think Tim's a big fan of the yellow oval. I don't think he's ever dr- drawn it.
0: I can't remember one. I'd have to look in my I, I think I don't know if it's Batman by Tim Sale or something that did you know, basically all of his non Jeff Loeb special work. Mm -hmm. And I know he did some legends of the dark Knight and some other small story specials before he did a bunch of coverage for detective in the early two thousands as well. I think the, I I like the little mind F of him in the church. Mm -hmm. And especially that image where it's a full page image where you got Batman and Jillian and then scarecrow is the, is the The priest. priest. Yeah that that's like, that's just a cool image. And then make it,
1: that's kind of where I think they got the title <laughs> from fears is just, like I said earlier, the fear of, you know, him being alone, the emptiness within his heart that he can't, that can't be replicated since the death of his parents.
0: Well, and that was something for me. It just seems like it's obvious that this should be called fears. But if you look at that, Right before the epilogue with Jillian on the on the beach, and it's Bruce mm-hmm. standing there at the fire underneath the portrait of his parents, it's basically telling him the whole lesson of you know, he of the choice he's making for to be Batman. And so I think if you really try to go in those terms, you can see how Choices is a good a good title for this story because of his I mean Now you're looking for it. Where does he make the choices? Well, he's making the choices of going with Jillian, but then he makes the choice of not ditching her, but saying, I have to work tonight. So he goes out. What's that do? He ends up getting uh, attacked with the fear toxin, which sends him in a spiral. And then he's with Jillian yet again. And we get the bat signal where then he has to basically push her away and go out and be Batman and stuff. And, he said, i you know that in that last page of how he learned something over the the weekend and that he thought I didn't have a choice about I thought that I didn't have a choice about being the Batman that Gotham City chose me to protect her. That is wrong ever since the night my parents were taken from me, I made the choice. It means that some of my heart's desires may go unfulfilled, but many more are satisfied. It is a good choice, so in that regard, it does make sense that choices would be the initial yep. title, but I think changing it to fears and in its you know, reprintings, calling it fears that that to me is just more fitting.
1: Did you say it was changed for the, for the trade paperback?
0: I I don't know. Do you have a page where it says, so in the absolute edition, when you open it right before the opening page of scarecrow on the, on the horse, it says haunted night, chapter one, fears.
1: Yeah. Mine says fears one. Okay.
0: Because when I look stuff up online and I think it's, you know, even that DC, what is it called DC Fandom? Yeah, DC yeah. dot Fandom, and how fandom. they called it, you know, uh, the story ah, choices. Yeah, I took the lead. And, and it says the the story choices, the story choices, and then it says as the alternate title, fears suggests. I'm gonna so, go check down the basement yeah. and check that out. It'd be interesting to see, yeah, if inside yeah. that printing because I I would like a physical copy of that because it's just it's low in sale. I'll talk to my guy. See what he's got. please. Do I got ghosts? I would really like madness and fears. And then I'd have to go I've and got, look up dark victories. <laughs> I've got two
1: of the three. I, I, I have two of the three. I know I have the, ho- it's funny. Cause when we did this <laughs> and I was looking it up, I, uh, I forgot that it was called like the, the cover. I think it was originally at one point, I think it was also called like the Halloween special.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I think that was like the selling title. The story's called, uh, I guess it was called something else, but I believe it was pr- like, I believe the cover says the Halloween special. Yes. And then it's called Choices on the Inside. So that that that's, that's gonna be something to uh that'll be something fun to kind of it is just go back and look at.
0: And it's I mean it's a great cover too of the of the jack-o'-lantern with the mouth. that yeah. has the bat yeah. symbol in it. But uh yeah, the top left of that, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, Halloween special, Jeff Loeb, yeah. Tim Sale. Um what else? Something Oh, uh, it has got oh like pricing and stuff underneath it. So yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if you make your way down to your long boxes and check it out.
1: Uh, i'll check it out for sure um what did you think of the epilogue because i <laughs> i'm gonna throw another round. It, it it reminds me of ba- of the end of 89 and towards the end of returns when batman you know he gives the letter to gordon and he's like give us a signal and then he <laughs> and then the monkey brings the penguin the note like it, just, it brings me back to like those moments just a note from batman like it's so it, it, it's very 66 to me even though i referenced mm-hmm. the burton movies you know, it's just confess inside of a bat logo.
0: <laughs> I was like, I love it. Gotcha. <laughs> I love it. It's um, obviously I read this before this story was uh, written, but the legends of the Dark Knight that I constantly talk about of like issues. Oh man, two oh seven to two eleven. It's the Darker Than Death story. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one. There's I don't want to say anything more than there's something very similar in that, and so that's what I always come back to okay. now uh i don't remember at the time reading it the first time what i thought at the end of that part other than like hell yeah batman Classic yeah it's, batman. <laughs> it's
1: just funny because it's like ah oh, you you barked up the wrong tree <laughs> Yep.
0: and i wonder if you know well i think it's also it's cool because it's like bruce i know that you have your little tiffs with alfred but you need to trust alfred because look at this you looked into it and in how she changed her name already She's gonna marry somebody, and then in two weeks he was gonna get murdered. So, yep, everything Alfred said—that's what this—that's what this woman. Yeah, is doing. <laughs>
1: but it, the, you know, that's the great part about the relationship is there's a lot of give and take. But if Bruce always listened to Alfred, he wouldn't be Batman.
0: That too. Yeah, and we you wouldn't know, have comic it, books it's, to read. It's
1: a weird exchange because he's mostly right. Like I, 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 you know, Alfred, as we said earlier in the show, is the voice of reason. He always mm-hmm. is the voice of reason. Um, he's the one with the clear head. So, and, you know, he, again, like he did all that dirty digging on his own, you know, because he says, he's like, look, when you care about someone as much as I care about you, you know, this was something that had to be done. And, uh, you know, I just applaud Alfred for, you
0: know, doing that. Yeah. And also I always think about it now that a floppy disk that info is all on a floppy disk. When was the last time you ever held a floppy disk? <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't. When was the last time I held a CD disk? You know, like a compact <laughs> That's true. disk. So it's like, yeah, you know, it, it,
1: it, I guess it's a little dated. What, what, what you what could you say, now, flash if he, drive? You could
0: say it's.
1: <laughs> so, like if today's day and age, he would just airdrop it right to his phone. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he was talking to Eric. Cause he's probably got like, you know, a Samsung galaxy, Android XL. And which it
0: would shoot off to somebody in you know, yeah. in South America first and maybe make its way to his phone in three weeks. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, Pete, let's, is there anything else you want to touch on that we haven't yet? Uh, no, it's, it, you know, this story
1: is, as much as it is a Batman story, I I do think it's just as much an Alfred story. Like Alfred does flex his his muffles, his muffles, his (laughs) muscles, yeah, his muffles, (laughs) muffins and muffles. You Um, (laughs) you know, Alfred does, he is a major player. Like he, he's got his, uh, his detective skills as well. And uh, it's, it's interesting how the side piece uh, has a little, you know, has her own little story and adventure. And I appreciate that. Cause it does kind of break the tension a little bit. It's, it's not totally, you know, Batman going up against a scarecrow. And I, I kind of like the, uh, the ins and outs of uh, how it goes, you know, between those two. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: He's While the- it's not my
1: favorite. I, I, I do think this is, you know, a, a great yearly read, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, just, it is the stepping stone for what eventually became one of the greatest Batman tales ever told.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to mention also while in the Tim Sales art, I do like when Bruce is recovering from his hallucination, the marrying, you know, Jillian with Scarecrow, Pastor, blah, blah, blah. And Jillian comes in the room that, man, Tim Sale kind of outdoes himself here and he he has a 20 panel page. Uh, that's that's outdoing the Watchmen formula. Uh, yeah, it's also very tiny. Like,
1: obviously, mm-hmm. they shrink these down. Like, he's drawing on a bigger piece of paper than what we're reading. But and but and granted, the
0: the third I wonder line. if we got a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> the third line looks like it is one widescreen image with just mm-hmm. borders in between to separate. But other than that, you know each each panel is different. Um. So, you know, Tim Sale's pretty good. Uh, let's let's hop into some favorites, Pete. Let me ask you first. Do you have a favorite part of Batman beers? Uh for my favorite part, oh man.
1: I love him I love him standing on the uh not it's not the gargoyle, but I love that like kind of like splash page image mm-hmm. of Batman in front of the lightning. That's really great. Um I love the maze stuff. And I appreciate everything that Tim Sale does with shadowing and candles and fireplace. It's just, it's very unique to me. Um, just his artwork in general. I love like, Bat- obviously Batman works best in dark. And I think Tim Sale does a great job of artistically visualizing that and, you know, guiding the reader with his shadows and stuff. I think that's re- pretty remarkable. Nice.
0: I think I'm a big fan of in the short story there's a lot of really great small parts and i love how he takes off takes out the goons right in the beginning but i think my favorite part is his pursuit of scarecrow that immediately follows Mm. at the power grid uh there's some good some good images and batman coming in walking into the doorway where it's just his silhouette and the rain behind him and stuff and i think that looks awesome and then basically how Scarecrow thinks he has the upper hand with a new, a new toxin and Batman's prepped for it and takes well, him it down. I, it, I love it, all that. It's
1: very similar to Madness in the sense like it, with that uh, Mad Hatter chase scene, right? It's almost like they doubled down on that and kind of extended True. it a little bit, make it a little yeah. bit longer.
0: Yeah. To where they made that one, like it's relative, but yet different. You're not seeing the same thing. How about mm-hmm. a panel? What's your favorite panel? Uh oh man.
1: Uh, it's like I said earlier, it's gotta be Batman on that little gargoyle thing with the lightning. Like that's, that's, it's a, it's a whole page, but it's just, it's great. I also love, um, the one where he's, he's chasing, uh, the the scarecrow. And then it says, you need medical help. And it's Batman completely in darkness. You see, you see the eyes, but there's, there's like that electromagnetic, I don't know, wave
0: going through and he's in the rain. Like that's just very Batman to me. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on when he's got the red eyes, when the -hmm. the crooks first see him. Uh, But I really think that that's a strong image of him with Jillian and the hallucination with uh, the scarecrow as the priest. But I think mine is when he crashes through. Well, the realization of when the crow after the crows have attacked and they bring back his, basically his emblem in a suit. And he goes. Now, my my pretty. Only one question remains: Did you get this prize without Batman following you? And then Batman crashes through. You get that great I, shot of the bat. Bullet. I love that where he's crashing down on Scarecrow's little lab. I know. Can Check out those get... glutes, man. <laughs> he knows. He knows how to lift. He's got Ryan Powers energy. Dude, no you way. Know? Ba- Ryan Powers has got Batman energy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Batman's got Ryan Powers energy. That's right. Oh, Powers is a beast. The beast mode. Uh, Flex Friday, but also like looking into that. He's got a freaking skeleton just in a box off to the right. <laughs> it's like, oh, what are you up to? <laughs> Looks like Dr. somebody I... didn't make it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's just it's just fun, man. Yeah, love it. I love it. Now, would you like to see this adapted in animation? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I think I think this would be great. Uh, a nice little uh, you know anthology title batman haunted night you know these three stories i I think that would be pretty remarkable i don't i don't think we need uh, a two disc edition like we got for the long halloween i don't think it's that long
0: i don't i think this uh, is yeah this would make i mean this i was gonna say this could make for an like one episode of an animated show but almost like i feel like you'd maybe have to scrap some Stuff to make that work. So yeah, like you said, I don't know what we said last year for madness for this question, but I think for this one, yeah, anthology movie, three mi- or three stories, uh, hour and fifteen minutes, hour twenty minutes. That I bet would be- you we said the
1: complete opposite last year you think so <laughs> probably i, I need to check it out listen some troll is gonna go on like well it's funny you said that morons because yeah. last year you said cancel you didn't like
0: this. cancel the batman book club but yeah i'm with you i think that would be great and we need more batman halloween content we just do and honestly again off the
1: success that was the long halloween like i totally expect dark victory and i totally expect that to be a plus as well because we go all back know to the much, well Aside from uh, Mr. Ackles, how much I love the long Halloween movie. Um, I would, I, I think that this is kind of a no brainer. To be mm-hmm. honest with you,
0: yep, it would. Lobe and Sale, their Batman content makes money. It just kind of keeps being proven time and time again. So go back. We we still want it. We're not saying you have to drastically change stuff or force them. It's like this is good material. Find a way, yeah. Find a way to adapt this and make some more money. You know? And the changes that they do make
1: to these animated movies, I actually like them more often than not. To be honest, yeah. That includes Hush and what they did with Long Halloween. I, you know, I, I didn't mind the changes, even the changes artistically. You know, like Hush doesn't look like Jim Lee, and uh, Long Halloween doesn't necessarily look like Tim Sale. But yeah. uh, you know, it it doesn't bother me because the quality's there.
0: Agreed. So I know you kind of gave them, but do you have any other final thoughts on this, this chapter of the haunted night? It's great. I I'm curious to see where other people rank
1: it. Um, mm-hmm. madness obviously is my favorite as we've stated before. And then we have ghosts next year, which will be fun. And then we can kind of do a nice little review of the trilogy and we can talk about it as a whole, but yeah, I, I, I think this is, I think it's good. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these stories. Um, Agreed. As a collected edition, it's great. Uh, Definitely try to pick up those uh, back issues though, if you can. But I I do love it.
0: I'm with you on everything. I think this is great. I, I don't know. I'd have to read in which I will. I did last year. I'm going to have to, I'm going to read all three of these uh, before I put it away for this season. But I, I don't know which one I would, I like the most. I think ghosts is third, but that's still, I still really like ghosts. So what's that say about the other two, you know? Uh, but madness and fears, I think are up there. I think fears is a great scarecrow story. Uh, and the fact that it takes place on Halloween and that it's not reliant on the, on Halloween, but it definitely has fun with the fact of like, no, this is, this takes place on Halloween. I I love that part. And I think sale though, this is earlier in his Batman stuff. He's still got so many great images and for such a, I don't want to say short story per se. Uh, but jeff Loeb, he gets a lot out in this in these pages uh there's a lot of there's a lot going on that i think really work there's a lot but it's not overwhelming either so mm-hmm. alfred has his freaking moments bruce has his moments i mean Staircraft he's writing two moments. different Gordon stories simultaneously you know yeah yeah so i think this is this is just a, a good one that's fitting for the season but also you have your expectations with Loeb and sale uh this is Yep this this should meet him. So if you haven't read this for some reason yet, now's the time.
1: Loeb is a master at juggling multiple storylines and mm-hmm. an ensemble cast within one specific title. He's I, I think that's when he's at his best.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I agree. So Peter Vera, that'll that'll do it for this this episode. Thanks for thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming out of your VIP room. Thanks for taking it easy back. on me
1: for a week. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Read one book, Pete. not 43. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you okay. did a great job uh, you, too. Uh,
1: you know, you did. Uh, you know what? Like we talked about, when was the last time we talked about one story for a whole hour? I know you do it all the
0: time, but I feel like I do you know, it. We yeah.
1: Do, we do like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there quickly we'll say we don't like batman one whatever <laughs> you,
0: know? you and i i think the last time that you were on and and it wasn't a wrap-up issue or wrap-up episode was killing joke with justin kowalski i think that was the last time was so that just his last nice. appearance yeah but he's coming up he's coming up later this month gonna do some do blood you, Storm. Are you still
1: keeping tabs on appearances
0: i haven't but i should yeah, That'll be should. my goal just, by the end of the so like, you know, em- you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. Just
1: <laughs> so I can embarrass Gary. You can embarrass Gary. I have more him. followers, but I've got more appearances. So. Uh, yeah. Take that so, Vikings Twitter.
0: If people are unfamiliar of where to listen to your lovely voice, Pete, why don't you uh, fill them in? Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter,
1: Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite Vero Aunt at Pete Illustrated. You can follow Podcast Number One, Straight Out of Gotham, I co-host with the Champion of Long Island, Eric Holzman. That's Straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Podcast uh, Two, uh, the Italian Spider Man Coalition, that I co-host with Chicago's Finest, Nico and Nick Caruso. That is at Italians for Spidey. We have our own RSS feed now. Five episodes in. Check that out. Uh, all various topics, wops and webheads. You're all gonna love it. Uh, make sure you check out at Team Yellow on Twitter, as we are just really excited for the return of Keaton in, in the Flash movie. Also, uh, if you use hashtag Batman, the emoji is the yellow oval. So we are making a uh, strong impact. DC's listening to me. Uh, I didn't make one threat, and I made this campaign a success. Uh, <laughs> You could also what is hey, Hashtag, Check out Batman, hashtag
0: Batman on Twitter. That yellow oval is there. Yeah. Just yes, throwing hashtag, it out there, Pete. Perfect time to fit bat, it bat, in. Bat they Batman are listening. On Twitter,
1: hashtag Batman. Use the hashtag Batman That's on Twitter. Right. They, it's they, you're having order. an impact
0: you're making an impact that team I told, yeah
1: and i didn't you know and i didn't <laughs> wish anyone to die uh also uh you could also check out my reviews of detective comics as well as the batman audio adventures that is up right now on batmanonfilm.com batmanonfilm youtube i've got toy reviews i've got interviews with michael uselin lauren lester tara strong uh kevin conroy gray griffin all those oh great goodness. voice actors from all your great animated films and uh animated tv shows um check that stuff out uh i i think that's it if i missed something i apologize ryan take it away gosh
0: wow this guy man yeah so i hope you can just track down one of those and follow along with with peter arvera uh an amazing specimen right here he's doing it all folks (laughs) amazing
1: specimens right amazing it's different (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, as, really, for, as for the Batman book club, you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, and sometimes even some giveaways. You can follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. That's lower is Pete spelled like lower. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you can follow, or you can check in on my, my reviews uh, of a variety of things, as well as interviews with, Long Halloween parts one and two, writer Tim Sheridan, interviews with mm-hmm. Lee Mayo himself, all on batmanonfilm.com. You can also uh, check out the Batman Book Club on YouTube, on the YouTube channel, a couple of quick reviews up there. If you'd like to support the show, like I said at the top, you can do that now through slash the Batman BC. If you'd like some merchandise, you can do it through the T Public Store. But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that is 100% A OK. You can do it best through the Apple. Rate and review page.
1: Oh, a link to that thing. page. What? Finish, finish your thing. I have one more thing to say.
0: Why don't you just go in now? <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: fandom coming up. We're uh, Straight Out of Gotham is going to do a live stream. Uh, I believe Laura is going to be a part of it. It's going to be me, Eric, hopefully, Haas, yes. and Greb. Uh, we, I just want to make sure everyone knows we're going to cover that because you guys are a great audience. So I just want to make sure you follow us uh, straight out of Gotham on YouTube. Just please, just don't forget. Fandom is going to be huge. We're going to cover it all and it's going to be a great time.
0: There you go. Yes, uh, well done, Pete. If you'd like to help support the show, and not spend any money, you can do that. Apple Podcasts, rate and review. The link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews we get, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So for Peter Arbera, I am Ryan Mauer, and until next time, read my Batman comics.